Welcome back to New Rock Stars. Spider-Man No Way Home is coming this December, and right now the sky's the limit for whatever Dreamcasting fans want. Alfred Molina, Doc Ock, and Jamie Foxx Electro are returning somehow. <laughs> Meanwhile, many are claiming Willem Dafoe could return as Norman Osborn, Green Goblin. Have we learned nothing from our <laughs> own Big Question episode warning about unconfirmed rumors posing as news? Well, don't jerk that knee too hard to that thumbnail, my friends, because this is Rogue Theory, mm. the show where we pitch the wildest theories for the movies that we love. <laughs> Emphasis of, on theories. This is we're in the theory <laughs> land right now. Uh, as of this taping, Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn coming back is still just a mere theory, but still something we hope happens, we want to happen, and something we're going to hypothesize about. So, oh, by the way, I'm Eric Voss. Going rogue <laughs> with me today is a wonderful panel, including Mastertainment MT. Hey, what's going on? everybody good to have you back also host of the film lost verse podcast eddie villanueva welcome back, eddie. guys so good to be with y'all so be so good to be with fellow nerds hey. hell yes uh also streamer extraordinaire angelica trey it's good to be back <laughs> good to be back with you and we're excited to welcome to new rock stars actor artist and creator of the thriller spell barrick hardly welcome barrick yeah oh, what a what a pleasure to be here i started as a fan and now i'm on the thing oh my god you're oh, on the man. thing i'm on the you're thing, on the thing. welcome to the thing welcome, welcome to youtube to the thing. Welcome back to the thing. Guys, look at this panel. We got uh, five of us hosting yes. Rogue Theory today. I, yeah. I feel in great company. I yes. can't wait to have you all weigh in on this topic. because it's, it's a party a now. There oh, yeah. It One is. extra nerd. <laughs> pull up pull up a, a fifth chair to this table on the end, you know, there because go. someone's going to get go. bumped by the server's elbow a few times in this conversation. That's the great thing about, that's the, great thing about the nerd table. There's always room for more. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Hey. Well said, Eddie. Well said. Well said. Well, let's dive into this. Spider-Man No Way Home, of course, is confirmed to include past Spidey villains Doc Ock, Alfred Molina, and Electro Jamie Foxx, with Molina confirming his character is going to be the same guy from that Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2 in 2004. And uh, both of these villains appeared to die in those movies, and they were in different movie universes, so it's not really clear yet how this movie will resurrect them and cross them over. But we know Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange, will be in the film too, so many believe a multiverse crossover is the only logical answer. Uh, we have discussed this a lot on the channel, that this has kind of led to a speculation frenzy that everyone now, from Tobey Maguire and Andrew <laughs> Garfield to Charlie Cox and Dane DeHaan, are also going to return these are all unconfirmed as of this taping. Actually, most have been denied by the actors, and they're really being claimed with little to no actual evidence by Hungry Hungry Clickos. And the latest rumor <laughs> is that Willem Dafoe is returning as Norman Osborn Green Goblin. And of all of these speculated uh, statements of possibilities, that's the one I'm actually most excited right? for. Even oh more than yes. Toby. He killed I mean, it. The man crazy. It. But the issue, of course, is he's another dead Spidey villain, really most memorable for haunting james franco's mirror but we know at least doc ock and electro will for sure be in this movie suggesting that we're gonna get some kind of team of villains so my question for all of you is who do you think is gonna be the primary villain of spider-man no way home and uh maybe we should start with just this question of could norman osborne actually return what would that look like that's a tough one i mean you look at willem dafoe and mind you as the enigmatic green goblin 
in the Tobey Maguire series. I mean, he was great, but I mean, let's be honest, that's been almost over about 15, 16, 17 years ago. It's been mm. a while. Um, I, I don't know if Willem Dafoe was willing to, to put that back on his resume as coming back as the Green Goblin. That would be nice. Uh, but I, I, I want to put my money more in the arena of kind of continuing where the first one let off, where we see kind of a reemergence of the Vulture would be nice to see mm. come back into the fray. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Just because he's kind of been sitting in the background. He hasn't done anything. He hasn't. We didn't hear from him in the second film. I feel like having time worked with, obviously, Scorpion, and I'm pretty sure getting communicated with everything else going on in the world, uh, there has to have been something that kind of clicked with him. I, I just really want to see Michael Keaton back. That's really it. That's that's the fullness. That's fair. We all oh, want to yeah. see Michael Keaton. <laughs> oh, yeah. He killed it in Homecoming, and he's definitely oh, coming back. Gosh. I mean, that Morbius trailer definitely teased, like, <laughs> hey, you know, we, 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 we around here somewhere. We had a prison. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We want the Keaton. Let's go. Give yeah. us the Birdman. <laughs> Birdman. <laughs> Give me oh, Batman. And the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's no coincidence yeah. with that. And the Vulture. It, Okay, so just going off of of what Eddie said, I definitely think that would be really cool because if it's potentially setting up Sinister Six type stuff, then that would be a neat addition. I definitely think they could have maybe some sort of extra secrets up their sleeves in terms of the villain. But for the sake of today's conversation, if they do bring in the Green Goblin... I think he would be more of a main villain. Of course, there's a lot going on with this yeah. film because we've got Wanda here who's got a hold of the Darkhold and is potentially messing around with all of these different universes. So Doctor Strange confirmed coming through and trying to maybe fix some of these universes with the multiverse. And where there's a multiverse, there's a Spider-Verse. So mm. potentially we could be seeing all of these villains, but I definitely think if there is Green Goblin, he's going to be like the primary villain. And like going off of what Eddie said, maybe it could potentially bring in like Vulture and other villains too and setting up for things like the Sinister Six. Mm. That's that's a really good point. It really is. Especially with the makings already. We, we got two thirds or about close to half of those people already established in some form or fashion in the MCU. I mean, no coincidence. No coincidence. <laughs> I, I don't know if we're wanting Paul Giamatti back as the Rhino though. I'm just yeah, you know, bring him back. Come really on. The, I mean, like he was a great, like he's a great actor, but like he, was he really True. the Rhino though? I want to see like the actual Rhino suit, comic accurate. <laughs> just like True. give me a man in a Rhino suit, straight up. There you yeah, go. Yeah, I'd like that. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah, but that's how I like, feel uh, about most of the people from from the first two uh, uh, movie series. Is like I don't know which ones I'd want back. If I'm going to be uh, a jerk <laughs> about it, uh, Willem Dafoe, like cool guy great actor like but does does that character belong in the mcu like he's so big and the mcu doesn't have a lot of villains just like screaming <laughs> every line they have <laughs> uh-huh. uh, for that matter like i i don't want re- there's like one guy i want to come back in the whole thing like I don't want Dennis Leary back. Like, that's a crazy energy for me. <laughs> James Franco, no, I don't want James Franco back. Like, Martin Sheen, I dig Martin Sheen big time uh, mm. as Uncle mm. Ben. But also, I'm, like, streaming the West Wing again, so I'm pretty good with him. <laughs> uh, I love West Wing, though. It's a great show. I was just thinking, like, the guy I do want to come back, who I do hope is it's the main villain, I don't think it'll happen because uh, he's dead. 
it's it's Randy the Macho Man Savage is Bonesaw McGraw. Mm-hmm. Like the oh, one character McGraw. I believe yeah. like needs to complete Who? their art. Death doesn't matter. Oh my god, death doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> all of those villains died. Like they yeah. all died, but and we're bringing them back life, somehow. In real life, death doesn't matter either. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> the, the only the only rule in comic books is nobody really dies except for Uncle Ben. Yeah, <laughs> but you know. Randy Savage is dead, dead in real life. So I don't know how. I mean, they could recast no. him, but like it yeah. would be kind of weird. No, they can bring him back. Yeah. They're gonna find a way. <laughs> they could just I CGI mean, Randy Savage. Yeah, back. they have to yeah, find okay, a way. That's Rogue fair. One style, okay. spend millions of dollars. <laughs> I heard the character, and I just completely just yeah disregarded the actor involved. Okay, yeah, no, that's completely fair. Okay, maybe not. But going off of what you said, Beric. It's the Raimi verse is already established in this if all of these leaks are true with these villains. So mm-hmm. maybe we'll get some other Raimi goodness. I mean, yeah, it's confirmed, but it's like, it's so hard to understand the logic of this. Even just saying yeah. multiverse, it doesn't answer the question enough for me. I... Is, is it portals? Is it like a rift from the upside down opens up in your wall and oh, yeah. someone comes out covered in web goo and they're like, I'm from another reality <laughs> and the hand of God grabbed me from my classroom. Well, if it's I'm Doctor here. Strange, why not portals? I mean, it doesn't explain. Here's my thing is it doesn't explain whether those characters are coming to, you know, Tom Holland's universe, Tom Holland's Spidey universe or if they're going through the other universes, but the suggestion of the name No Way Home implies that, you know, they're going to get lost, probably Tom Holland, Spidey, in these different universes and, like, has to find his way back somehow because Doctor Strange is going to go missing. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. I, There's a I lot do here. Have, I have a theory as to who the villain is and how it's all going to tie together. Spill it's kind of it. wild. So. I think the villain of this movie is going to be uh, Norman Osborn, Green Goblin. Um, well, in in the future, um, not in this movie. I think it's going to be Craven. But in the future, it's going to be Norman Osborn, Green Goblin. But here's here's why I think of it. Because if you look at the Spider-Man No Way Home teaser with the marker board, you can see um, Tony Stark's little arc reactor on there, as well as a cube um, indicating, like, it's the Tesseract. So I think that the this... Um, this new element that Tony Stark made in um, Iron Man 2 is based on Tesseract technology, which is the Space Stone, which creates wormholes. So where I'm going with this is this new element that Tony Stark created may play a factor in what um, in, in Norman Osborn's Spider-Verse type goals. And here's why I think mm-hmm. so. Because Endgame introduced the concept of time travel. So now we're the MCU now has this weird time travel space race going on. Because once one person does something, everyone's going to want to do it. And so Norman Osborn of the MCU, who's like been sort of like, you know, being low key, being a politician, whatever, not politician, being like a, uh, you know, a rich guy. He's just like, all right, I want to capture that. I want to be the the next Tony Stark. I want to, you know, do time travel. So he takes this um, wormhole technology. Well, he takes the science of the Tesseract that, Um, Tony Stark made the new element from and he tries to create a wormhole um, through space and time but he actually just creates a wormhole through the multiverse and Mm. you know another version of um, Norman Osborn's like listen up buddy Um, I need you to know that Spider-Man's a problem and I need you to take care of him because he always ruins everything throughout the multiverse and so he's like you know what All right, let's do that so I think that he's going to assemble a Sinister Six through that 
um, technology. Wow, I talked a lot. Thank you for well, listening to my, my TED I have, talk. A, I have a couple follow-ups, MT. <laughs> so you're saying that like we're going to have a different Norman Osborn in the MCU who opens yes. this gateway and on the other end of that portal is yes. Willem Dafoe? Okay, that's, that's interesting because that would establish the rules of in different universes, different mm-hmm. actors play that identity. So yeah. that's how you yeah. get Tobey Maguire. I mean, we could Star have t- a double Willem Dafoe situation. We could have a Willem Dafoe in the <laughs> MCU and then a re- another random uh, Willem Dafoe, Norman Osborn, just being like, hey, look, I'm you from another universe and sort of doing that. But like, it could be another actor. It could be anything. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that um, Green Goblin is is coming and it's going to be a, a main the main um, force in the Sinister Six. Yeah, I, I think the multiverse is most likely to be the answer, but I also think it's very possible that Sony may just take the route of these characters have just always existed in different forms in this universe. Mm -hmm. Not meaning that there were other Spider-Men before the Tom Holland Spider-Man, but like the fact that they had J.K. Simmons playing J. Jonah Jameson, I think when it comes to the villains, I think Sony's just like, no, we're, the logic of them being in different universes played by those actors, no one really cares about that other than a couple nerds on the internet. <laughs> and if they didn't care that much at J.K. Simmons playing like an altered version of this character, even though he's the same actor, they're not going to care if it's, uh, you know, uh, Willem Dafoe or, or Alfred Molina or Jamie Foxx playing mm. this villain now. Mm. Um, but I think once this movie comes out, everyone's going to be like, the f- are you talking about <laughs> that doesn't make any sense uh we saw that guy fight toby mcguire we saw that guy fight andrew garfield how does that make any sense now I, look look guys I, I think the bottom line is we all know who the main villain is it's bono for spider-man turn off the dark the musical that, that's who it is he's gonna come in and just rewrite the whole history i thought Take- you were gonna say the landlord from the raimi movies <laughs> That's oh, a cross. Uh, there needs to be a crossover Accurate. from that universe. Like I think Swiss Miss ought to drop in into the new movie. <laughs> that that musical taught us all that a freak like me needs company, and that's exactly. where we're all now—a bunch of freaks with company. And look at us, stronger exactly. than ever. One member short of a Sinister Six. <laughs> yeah. If they want to so, get real wacky with it, can they potentially do like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man as being kind of evil, like a a switch? Switch mm, up in there, switch kind of thing, like an yeah. emo Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you need a switch because, like, if we do drop two old Spider-Mans into this movie, isn't it gonna feel like I just saw this, and it mm. was better in the one where one was a talking pig and one uh, who beat up <laughs> Nazis? Like, that's far more interesting than going to a Spider-Man movie. Like, I've seen that so well done, and then just to see Andrew Garfield drop in and like nod the camera doesn't seem all that fun to me unless there's a spin where mm. like oh they are villains now or uh yeah play some like super mm. essential plot yeah. i just want to see more toby i want to see him cry and hold pizza it's been a long time since i've seen toby mcguire hold pizza so it's uh he's overdue pizza time i i think one villain that we're overlooking if if the charlie cox rumors are true I mean, if you could get D'Onofrio Kingpin mm-hmm. in there, that oh, would be awesome. Oh, I love him. And other options. Like, Yo. get him yes. in the MCU. Like, he'd yeah. be freaking great. And then, then you could justify some of those crossovers. Though, I don't know. I think the Charlie Cox rumors are even harder to buy than the Toby and Andrew ones are. Yeah. Well, mm. so if they if they were to bring in Kingpin... And, you know, like the Daredevil type storyline and that whole universe involved, then I feel like my perception of this movie and its narrative would completely change. And I don't know how Doctor Strange would tie in in the first place, because 
now what I imagine is this is a little bit more of like a local movie, which I don't know if it would make sense with the title, like No Way Home. I'm still trying to figure out how to tie this in, but it would be more of a local one because I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, a, a Tom Holland college years like he's going and he works at the bugle and he gets to meet Gwen and like Harry and all of that and then you have that localized crime but I don't know I I I feel like they're setting up for Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness I just I feel like it's just gonna get real zany with it it's it's Mm. hard to know because like yeah this is a joint production between Sony and Marvel right but it's ultimately Sony they're the one putting up most of the bill for it um, they call the shots. It's a mostly a Sony production that's that Marvel can kind of veto certain things on. And I don't know if Marvel is going to trust Sony to handle all of their huge multiverse crossovers in their universe. And okay. if you look at the way Homecoming and Far From Home played out, there were some big world building moments, but most of those stories seemed pretty confined to Peter Parker. Yeah, there was a scroll moment in the end of uh, Far From Home, right? And yeah, there was uh, Iron Man and Homecoming. But like, they don't like set up the broader implications of the universe the way Infinity War or even Guardians of the Galaxy does. Mm. So it's like, I think Kevin Feige wants total control over these things before he makes any big moves. Yeah. So mm. I could see Sony wanting to bridge back to its past Sony verses, the way they're doing mm. with Molina and with uh, Fox. But right. like, I I don't know if they're gonna bridge too much into like laying out the table for everything Marvel Studios wants and dreams of. And that's that's if to say that's if to say that they're actually gonna use those particular villains as villains uh, per mm. se. I mean, because the 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 mindset could also be that they may not be coming into the path of Peter Parker, Tom Holland, Peter Parker as an opposition, but more as kind of like one of the stops along the way as they're going through these multiple dimensions. Mm-hmm. Uh, because n- n- uh, thinking about it, a lot of these people that they've mentioned so far, like Alfred Molina, uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro, a-, a lot of these villains have a very unique heart turn in their films. And possibly, just saying possibly, what if the opportunity here is, is that right before that heart turn kind of happens in those films, they may kind of an instance, you know, take for disbelief that Peter Parker makes a stop somewhere in that universe and it says something or does something that kind of helps that heel turn, if you will, to become better, which makes the ending happen as it happens in the films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe even like an understanding from Alfred Molina or, you know, something with Jamie Foxx's Electro. Who knows? But uh, something along those lines where it's not so much they're there as opposition against the Tom Holland Peter Parker, but they're probably in the midst of what's going on currently with their own Peter Parker. And that's just kind of a stop along the way. I love yeah, that. I like that explanation a lot, Eddie. That makes uh, and that's kind of what I want these crossovers to be are limited. You yeah. know, I, I want this ultimately to be Peter Parker's story. Uh, and I do want to see these cameos and crossovers just to kind of like blow our minds. But I want it in small doses, you know? We yeah. don't need them to play active major roles in all three acts of the movie, you know? Mm. Exactly. So who's the main villain? So the main villain, right? That's the question. We are the fans. <laughs> we are. I, 
<laughs> I went into this wanting it to be a Green Goblin, and I still kind of do because I love Willem Dafoe, and the guy can play insane camp better than anybody, oh, and he feels so like the only mm. one who can like make this make sense. Yeah. <laughs> However, I'm going to award one of you a point, and I think I got to give the point to Angelica because I think Tobey Maguire, whatever version of Peter Parker he's playing, or if it's Uncle Ben, or whatever character he plays, I think would be a really cool villain it to this movie. Yes! Toby! Well, Bring Toby back. Point. <laughs> it would give I don't care if he's good or bad. What they want, you know, yeah. it would give uh, give us a chance to see Toby again in a movie like this, and give him a chance to like sneak in little winks, like have him say, "I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye" or whatever it is. <laughs> Woo! That'd be great. Do like a you know a little like dancey walk down the sidewalk. Oh my god! Oh. If all three of them did a dance in the in a <laughs> oh movie, that god. would be amazing. Yeah, uh, gift material. Honestly, yep. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, quick shout out to our merch, which you can find at newrockstarsmerch.com. We got a whole bunch of great t-shirt designs and hoodies, water bottles, all stuff you need to do authentic New Rockstars cosplay. You can find it all <laughs> over at uh, newrockstarsmerch.com. We want to thank some friends who helped us make this episode, uh, starting with our friends at Bespoke Post. So uh, this spring, as you get back outdoors to explore, take Bespoke Post on all of your adventures with a new lineup of essential box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. They've got a box with fancy handmade sunglasses, leather carrying case, and microfiber cloth. They have another box with everything you need to build an herb garden. Mmm, minty. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered from style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. And to get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel anytime. Each box only costs 45 bucks, but is over $70 worth of gear inside get 20 percent off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code rogue at checkout that's boxofawesome.com code rogue for 20 percent off your first box we also want to thank blue chew for sponsoring this episode so our friends at blue chew have a unique online service that delivers these same active ingredients as viagra and cialis but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost blue chew is an online prescription service so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips it ships right to your door in a discreet package you sign up at bluechew.com consult with one of their licensed medical providers and once you're approved you receive your prescription within days their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength and if you hate swallowing pills good news blue chew is chewable just like it says in the name so if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we got a special deal for our audience try blue chew free when you use our promo code rogue at checkout just pay the five dollars in shipping that's bluechew.com promo code rogue to receive your first month for free and we thank blue chew for sponsoring this episode rogue theory is also sponsored by better health many of us have gone through periods where something was interfering with our happiness and preventing us from achieving our goals in times like that BetterHelp is there. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours, but it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online, available worldwide. There is a broad range of expertise available, uh, which may not be locally available in many areas. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room before an appointment. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com rogue. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health 
with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Rogue Theory audience. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Rogue. All right, let's move on to our second topic, quantum mania, a Mm. word we've been hearing a lot since December 2020, (laughs) and I'm obsessed with it. It's going to be the title of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania, the third movie of that franchise. It's going to be coming the year after next, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And director Peyton Reed announced that they've begun production this week with this tweet confirming that they're using the volume. That's that 360 (laughs) degree LED screen backdrop that they use in The Mandalorian. It's like super vivid backdrop technology and they can uh, create any setting they want even fantastical ones but the word quantumania what the hell does that mean obviously (laughs) it seems connected with the quantum realm which is where so much of the second movie explored actually in tuesday's video i um theorized that maybe quantumania could be the name of that quantum realm city that was hidden in the background of the second Mm -hmm. movie that could be what quantumania Mm -hmm. is but I'm curious from you folks, what do you think quantum media means? I think that it's probably just an indicator that they're just going to go on a crazy quantum adventure, um, like throughout time and like, you know, maybe elements from different time periods will pop up in like, you know, in the modern times or like, you know, just things are just, just going awry and like maybe Scott and the gang have to figure out what's going on. But I also had a weird theory today that like, maybe like quantum mania, the word quantum mania is you know, in response to Ant-Man's attempts to rename himself. Because, like, you know, in the Ant-Man films and in Endgame, he's basically been in the quantum realm. So I feel like he wants to call himself Quantum Man instead of Ant-Man. So, like, uh, you know, Quantum uh, Man together is Quantumania. Oh so, like, God. maybe. <laughs> okay. Like, I wouldn't want to be called Ant-Man in, realistically because it doesn't sound cool. <laughs> true, true, very true. I think, I think what we're going to get is we're going to get kind of a... A slight, if you will, kind of upset and jealous Hank Pym, if you will, to tr- mm. seeing as you had uh, you had Bruce Banner and all them try to work with the quantum realm and everything with Endgame, mm. trying to figure it out, and him kind of saying like, "No, you don't know anything about it. Let me take that, and I'm going to fix it." And him and Janet kind of work towards figuring out a more sleeker way of traveling the quantum realm, which kind of jumpstarts the whole Ant-Man and possibly him and Hope, Di- Hope Van Dyne going through the quantum realm together and kind of traveling a little bit more in a in a sleeker, more efficient style, if you will. And I believe visiting that uh, quantum city that was mm. kind of through one of the one of the films. All right, I'm going to take a stab at this, and it, it's it's going to be wrong, but okay. But I have I think I have <laughs> a no good, wrong answers <laughs> only. I think I have a good theory that will a, a right theory that'll lead me to be wrong. Okay, so when, when Doctor Strange and in Infinity War, he uh, I, what's the number? He said like I went to 14 million other uh, universes, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, there was only one that that Thanos didn't win which means then all those other universes Thanos killed everybody and, and they like mm. stayed they stayed dead right or snapped away sure yeah right. uh which means that like oh in their future they're going to have lots of resources because Thanos's plan worked but in our universe mm. because Thanos didn't win like we're continuing to use all our resources at a rapid pace which means in the future there's not going to be any. And I think like somebody from the deep future can look around at all the other universes and figure out like, oh, we need to make that happen on our Earth or else there's no future for mankind. So I think like mm. the movie could be mm. like King the Conqueror coming back and, and trying to finish Thanos's job. 
here's where it gets really good and wrong is that um i think then he sends dr strange like into all the other universes and makes him fight all the other universes uh, and wrestle them in a bit like wrestlemania what wrestling yeah. do you see how you like how i landed that theory i did not see that coming <laughs> that would be nuts it's a little I, royal rumble but yeah okay. hell yeah wrestlemania idea. okay so <laughs> this theory is a little wacky as well. Hey, um, get wacky, Angelica. Get wacky. Wacky. Okay, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting crazy. All right. So previous. So earlier, uh, I know the the Ant Man production supposedly had a casting call for like a a young girl who, mm. like, they wanted her to sing and dance, right? Mm. And I think she was supposed to be. I, they set it up like she was going to be maybe a more major character or important character. Uh, so I'm thinking, what if this is a way to tie in X-Men? I've been trying to bring the X-Men in with my theories for so long. One of them's got to strike gold. So <laughs> one of them has to. I'm going to keep throwing them out until it hey. happens. But um, what if they, what if it is a reference to in history with like musical idols like Listomania, Beatlemania, <laughs> right? Uh -huh. What if this is Quantumania tying in the quantum realm, but also that concept, and this is actually going to be the Dazzler. What? Oh. Or just Dazzler, yeah. <laughs> 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 it was previously like a, a like a disco idol, but maybe she'll be a different iteration, like like a pop star or something. That I is love that. quite the rogue theory. Boy, okay, let's rogue. go. <laughs> Let or, go. You know, you know, let me help you tie in the X-Men because like this is a thing about time travel. What about cable? You know, cable's whole deal is Whoa. time travel. Yeah. So uh -huh. like, you know, maybe yeah. we might see cable at some point um during these, you know, time travel shenanigans either in Loki or in, in or in Ant-Man 3. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, that's fair. I yeah. feel like Dazzler would tie in so well because of the the comedic flavor that they have to so many uh -huh. of the Ant Man movies. I just want to see it happen. I think at this point Dazzler we're so all we're all owed a Dazzler cameo. Oh hell yes. yeah! In this movie, but the point I'm going to award will go to Barrick because I think a WrestleMania. <sighs> well, if I hear Mania, I yeah. picture a brawl, a huge crossover with a bunch mm -hmm. of warriors, and that's the one I want. It's a beautiful. It's hell a yeah. beautiful dream, isn't it? Yes, it beautiful. is. Doctor Strange comes down with the power elbow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's still, I think, anyone's game because we got a couple rogue questions we're going to okay. go into here. First off, uh, this news that the writers for the Loki series have cited Teletubbies as an inspiration for the show. Uh, so I want to know what other show for babies might have inspired some other Marvel uh, Studios movie or show. I mean, yes. everybody knows that uh, Blue's Clues inspired Jessica Jones, so uh, we don't need to say that. Uh, <laughs> yes. I feel there like there are some parallels there. Bert and Ernie had real Falcon and Winter Soldier vibes to me. Uh huh. Yeah, I could see that. Too. I mean, are we, are we going to talk Little Bear inspired Luke Cage? I mean, just saying. <laughs> Dude, I freaking loved Little Bear growing up, man. That was a great show. Nice classical music. The only thing I can think of is Muppet Babies, and that in no way applies to anything. I can't think of I was trying to think show. of baby shows. Yeah, baby shows right now. Because I, I know Blue's Clues. Teletubby freaked me out because they had that baby yeah. son. Mm -hmm. The baby oh, yeah. son scared mm. the crap out of me. So I thought yeah. we were going to say, like, Loki was going to have a baby son or something for a second there. <laughs> I was getting worried. I mean, Thomas the Tank Engine 
showed up in Ant-Man. So I, there's a strange parallel there. So. Yeah. What about like, uh, can we count a, a little bit of an older show like Magic School Bus, but with yeah. Ant-Man kind of? <laughs> like they shrink the that Ant-Man. bus down. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's there. I, I see okay. that. I see that. I mean, you know, WandaVision was inspired by reading Rainbow with the Darkhold, which is great. True. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Very true. <laughs> LeVar Burton is satanic. We got it. Cool. cool. Yes. yes. <laughs> no, he's he's uh, the, the, the secret villain. You know? <laughs> I think Sid and Marty Croft is a real, like, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of, like, vibe. The, the flashy colors mm. and the weird characters. Yeah, I see that too. I think all of these, if you uh, just keep reaching a bit further back, you can find uh, baby shows in all of these things mm-hmm. uh, because they inspired us. But uh, I'm going to give the point to Blue's Clues to Jessica Jones and T because I think that's... Thank you. you I'm just reciting history, man. I'm just telling you the yeah. facts. You know, I read yeah, it on Wikipedia, true. which means it's true. It's true. So, there you go. <laughs> all right, we have uh, another question here. An upcoming Discovery show called Otter Dynasty is being described in marketing materials as Game of Thrones with otters. So what is the most Game of Thrones thing an otter could do? Toss a small child out the window. <laughs> be a strong otter. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say. Like, I don't know, maybe like ride a whale. Do otters do that? Maybe ride a whale like a dragon? The cool otters do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the oh, cool yeah. ones anyway. Yeah. They could set up a big wedding with the beavers down the creek and then and kill them all at the reception. <laughs> oh my That's god. Right. So graphic. <laughs> the red wedding. I'll never forget yeah. that. Oh one. my god. Oh, like a parallel between polar bears and the white walkers or something? Sure. Like the polar yeah. bears god. come and try to Try they to tell them. stories That'd about polar bears. <laughs> okay. It's very yeah. jarring to switch from Marvel to Game of Thrones so quickly <laughs> to go like, oh, do I make an incest joke at this point? Like <laughs> I think you do. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah. every time you talk about Game of Thrones, the incest joke is there. Sure. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a cornerstone of that program, apparently. Yep. Well, I'm going to give the point to Barrick for uh, Otter versus Beaver Red Wedding. I think it's right there, <laughs> and I need to see it happen. Oh, my God. The weddings in Game plans. of Thrones, epic. You can't trust yeah. it. Amazing. Oh. Like, your life has changed weddings. after those. You're you're slightly yeah. traumatized. Well, I think if my math is correct, that makes Barrick our winner oh, of this episode. The new guy. What do I get? Nice. Uh, well, well done, Barrick. Thank you for coming on the show. As, along with all of our guests, MT, Eddie, and Angelica, follow all of them on their social media, support their projects. I have four very talented people in front of me who are working on great stuff. Yes, and follow so, Eric on social media as well. He's great. No, Eric. don't follow the boss, everybody. I'll probably be in a bad mood if you try to tweet me. I tend to be, I need to just unplug from Twitter, I think, right now. But hey, follow if you want. Hey, support this channel by checking out uh, one of our many great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow New Rockstars on social media. Subscribe here on YouTube. And we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. Take it easy. Bye. Bye. Love you guys.